Welcome to the Talented Learning Show podcast series, episode 54, with independent learning tech analyst John Lay. Today I interview Phil Vervate, VP of LMS Sales Enablement at Crowd Wisdom LMS, about the business of professional education. You can find more of our fiercely independent resources at talentedlearning.com. Welcome back, listeners, to the Talented Learning Show podcast. On this show, I am fortunate to interview the world's leading experts in extended enterprise learning solutions from both the vendor and the practitioner perspectives. And today's no different. Today, from the vendor expert side, my guest, Phil Vervate, uh, lives on the front lines of high-end uh, professional education. Uh, Crowd Wisdom uh, provides provides complex and serious global B2C, B2B, and B2B2B2B uh, solutions for content providers, associations, and even corporate extended enterprise. Uh, Phil understands and fights through uh, the challenges of those sectors on a daily basis. And so we'll get that perspective uh, today. As many listeners know, uh, LMS for employees and LMS for professional education are two different things. Uh, The business case is different. The content is different. uh, The challenges, the goals, the technical challenges, the business challenges, uh, the measurable outcomes are all different. And we're going to learn all about it today from an expert. Phil, Welcome to the Talented Learning Show. It's great to have you here. Great. Great to be here, John. All right. It's a long-term coming, and we've been uh, working together now for, you know, as uh, in in the marketplace or uh, meeting each other in the marketplace now for the better part of 10 years, uh, working with uh, the same client base and professional education in both associations and for-profit education uh, type companies. We've done stuff in extended enterprise and customer learning together. So uh, crowd wisdom and the work that you guys do is uh, well known uh, at that talented learning. And you guys are a perennial winner on our uh, annual awards as we uh, honor the uh, what we think are the best extended enterprise learning systems uh, in the marketplace. And so it's super to have you here today because I know where you guys compete in the marketplace and we want to share that with our audience today and kind of frame out uh, you know what you see as the uh, the current marketplace and content as a business and challenges and solutions and key features and you know let's frame it out for everybody because I think uh, and I th- I think you think too that this is uh, by far the most exciting uh, segment uh, in inside the learning system space and let's use today to find out why what do you say? That sounds great. <laughs> all right. For people that uh, don't know it all or haven't been on all of our stuff, uh, Crowd Wisdom it may not be a household name. So why don't we start there? Why don't you tell us about uh, your organization uh, and community brands in general, which is uh, the mothership. So why don't we start at the top? Sure. So Crowd Wisdom, uh, learning management platform. I mean, we are a rich, uh, feature-rich platform that really focus on that critical professional development education programs meaning that we're really centered around the learner de- delivering that relevant content, you know, based on their interests, based on their history, uh, any peer type activities, so what are their peers taking, that type of thing. Um, so therefore, our, our solution is ideal for learners seeking uh, to maintain a certificate, those that might be like in a member organization uh, with very specific communities and they require access to learning activities, you know, relevant to their profession. So Mm -hmm. do you need to continually earn credits? Uh, That is the type of system that we offer to our clients. So, Mm -hmm. so that's, that's the product, right? Crowd Wisdom. We are now owned by community brands and they're a leader in cloud-based software. 
uh, currently serving over 13,000 organizations. Wow. Uh, so global mission is to really help organizations, you know, achieve their success faster, grow more robust, you know, and fulfill their potential as a rapidly evolving digital world. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And tell us uh, uh, about your role in the organization and uh, your history. Yeah. So I've been with uh, Crowd Wisdom for the past 10 years. Um, I'm excited to actually start a new role here as a vice president of sales enablement for the various learning products and services. But previously, I was a vice president of operations. I held like the sales engineer role, also account management role. Um, so kind of the history, uh, 10 years ago, I, I actually had met the founder, uh, Tamer Ali of Crowd Wisdom. We actually live in the same town through kind of a m- mutual uh, colleague. Uh, I was introduced to Tamer. And at that time, you know, I was embarking on a new venture myself, providing, uh, you know, services for technology companies that were looking for, you know, explosive, but certainly manageable growth. Uh, and actually, CrowdWisdom was like positioned perfectly uh, for that as a learning management system, very ripe for market uh, share expansion. So, so one of the big things that's uh, uh, maybe not obvious to to all listeners uh, is that there's a lot of different types of uh, learning systems out there, and most of the learning systems are targeted towards uh, different use cases, uh, either. You know, maybe for running schools in academia or for employee learning, but learning systems that are designed to sell content and sell continuing education are really super different. And so I was wondering if uh, two part question, one, you could frame out what type of organizations need a continuing education learning management system and how they're different than uh how you, how they're different than a typical LMS like why was a typical LMS I know you replace typical LMSs all the time where do they fall down on this and, and so what I'm trying to get at is what makes a your continuing LMS more a continuing LMS uh, education LMS special it's a big question <laughs> yeah sure so <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you look at those three traditional buckets, right, higher education, LMS, um, and then you have the corporate LMS, and then you do have continuing education, professional development, and those audiences are maybe like a membership organization or an association that need to, one, you know, provide their members. I mean, I went through and once I read through all of our clients' mission statements and they all had an element of education, mm. providing quality education. But that obviously can vary quite a bit. Um, but most of these organizations also look to, you know, be one of their revenue levers that they, they want to be able to kind of take advantage of. So if they're bringing in members through selling memberships, certainly their annual conferences and then that third kind of leg of that of that stool is certainly education and that's where we 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 certainly excel one you have to address an audience that can be anywhere in the world that are typically doing a lot of their continuing education after hours weekends that type of thing Mm -hmm. uh can't dictate technology you don't know what browser they're going to be on you just don't know so you have to one have a very solid uh, 
system that really from an SLA service level agreement, you know, up all the time and, and, and anywhere uh, to address their needs. But then that lever of being able to sell content as well. And really there's two areas, right? You got B2C, so more of the the company or the organization selling directly to uh, to one member or that, that, that consumer. Mm-hmm. Or you have this B2B, which is becoming more and more trends. And we certainly saw that trend and started building in features and functionality around that. So it's me as an organization selling to another organization. So maybe I have uh, in the healthcare space, it could be a whole hospital system that want to buy you know, a hundred seats for Mm. their nurses within one hospital, but then start making those across all their various hospitals within their system. Mm. So that hierarchy is becoming more important to be able to say, us in an organization, we want to buy 500 seats, a hundred for each one of these. And how do we make that happen? And then deliver it, report back up through the organization. And then obviously the the, the member, the healthcare association also wants that data back as well. So, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. so we fit in very well in that. And then really, you know, from a personalization standpoint, addressing those busy professionals. So I know, you know, obviously a big trend is around personalization and experience learning platforms, you know, and be able to make it more learner centric in terms of, you know, how is this, you know, what are my needs? How can I address and really build a, a program that's going to be very relevant to me? Mm-hmm. So building in more personalization uh, into that uh, for those busy professionals. And then, you know, even micro learning, we've been talking about for a long time, many years, but it really is. I'm seeing more and more uh, micro learning, breaking up large blocks of content into very smaller uh pieces where it's much more, con- you know, I can consume that on my time, but I, it, it's, sti- it's sticky as well. So I know there's been more reports and more information out there about how those micro pieces are actually accelerating, uh, you know, that learning being a bit mm-hmm. more sticky for those learners. So mm-hmm. interesting, interesting. All those areas are, are all areas that sometimes employee LMSs touch slightly, if at all, but generally not. And so what ends up happening is, you know, you buy a a traditional LMS and, you know, you you try to bend it and force it to, you know, support these different organizations, that healthcare system, and to, you know, to do that in a, in a way that's uh, secure and easy uh, is difficult. And so that's typically where they hit the wall, but let's dig in where they really hit the wall a little bit more into this B2B and really the next level of that, of, uh, of even syndication, the B2B to B, that that third B. Can you tell us, uh, just dig into that more about what kind of functionality uh, that you have to support, that's needed to support that, this, this concept of organizations as customers with learners and organizations that are even selling and have their own customers with learners. Uh, you know, what kind of complexities are, are, are in the air in a solution like that? Yeah. So one area that you kind of hit on there was just content authors, right? So you may be an organization that is, has very good uh, learning content. It might be in leadership programs or it might be um, what you're kind of known for. Uh, and you want to be able to sell not only to, again, that B2C, but then 
to your customers and then in turn they want to be able to uh, bring that out to their their full extent of you know their full organization so so being able to really you know one have that hierarchy structure and then they also want those very personalized so it's almost like having a a slice of the LMS that is branded specifically for them. So it could be co-branded where it's like, you know, this organization uh, is bringing this to you. It's, it, it kind of meets their branding needs, but also, you know, brought to you by these specialty mm-hmm. type content folks. So, so everyone could have their own little branded uh, piece of the LMS. And then to your point, the hierarchy, like how do you need to have that structured? So the complexities around that is really around the data, right? The reporting side of it, where you need to have it rolled up, but me at a line manager level within an organization, I should only see the people that report directly to me. Mm-hmm. And then my boss on top of me should be able to see, you know, all their downline, all their managers and all who report to them and then et cetera. And then it, it goes up from there as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, so it's around the, you know, making it very personalized for each one of those organizations and then meeting the requirements for those managers to be able to report, track back. Cause again, this is primarily these companies are buying, these organizations are buying this content. So they mm-hmm. want to make sure their learners are not only, you know, starting it, completing it, seeing some results in terms of uh, being very sticky. Uh, another area that we're bringing out is really around assignments, right? So being able to, uh, to, to send an assignment out to my, to my group. So we work with some organizations that have program directors, uh, certainly in the area of, of healthcare associations. So someone like uh, ASAP, which is the emergency physicians, they may offer to various med schools that want to have a program director be able to give an assignment to their students and that could be from a a bank of multiple questions and again i want to do a pop quiz create a uh you know uh, an assignment of 10 questions that i pull out of these banks assign that to those students and then track that back as well so mm-hmm. bring in even on more and more control from the people at those various levels within the organization to have more control and understand what their what their learners are are doing and tracking is is important interesting and interesting to put it in context you know a lot of that organizational hierarchy management is stuff that you'll see in employee lmss too i think what's different here is that you're doing, you could be doing it a thousand times simultaneously. So you're, you know, you're maintaining all these different organizations and all of their structures and all of their uh, manager relationships, not all of them, but, you know, for each one of those to, to different levels. And a lot of times they're going to have different uh, authentication sources and, and data coming in telling about those learners. So it's like doing an employee solution, you know, to the, hundredth degree of yeah. uh, of management and that's where the complexity comes in it's not so much the actual things themselves as much as so much having to to work together uh at, at yeah. the same time you know another part uh, i wish this podcast was a couple hours because we 
I have a a bunch of questions, you know, another part uh, that I, that I really see expanding here in in the professional education is around uh, the test preparation aspect of it and uh, assessment questions, you know, tied to competencies and really tied to a, you know, a a bigger mission. And I know there's been a lot of advancements in, in uh, not only your solution, but just industry expectations, you know, around solutions like that. I wonder if you could just, uh, Talk about that a little bit, you know, what, what that test preparation is, you know, what that means and, you know, what, what are some advanced things that you see uh, going on right now that are leading the industry? Yeah, absolutely. Exam prep uh, is, is, is a very big part of our uh, clients' um, initiatives that they've been really driving towards. And, and actually, again, going back to the, the revenue measurement, it becomes one of their top sellers if they start offering more exam prep type solutions. Mm-hmm. And in our case, uh, that is one of our differentiators is our assessment engine mm-hmm. and be able to put a layer of that to make it uh, more of an exam prep. So we do that not only again for various audiences, but if you were, you know, trying to be a certified treasury professional, you know, being able to provide, you know, a pre-assessment to understand my strengths and weaknesses within, within, uh, you know, a body of knowledge. And to your point, it could be listed on, on, on various competencies. We have other groups that do it on topics. We have other groups that actually call them chapters, like chapter one. Here's all the content you need for chapter one. So you could divide up the exam, uh, the self-assessment tool to be based on either those chapters or those competencies. But then it's kind of that rote, you know, feed me the questions that I'm asking for because I have 15 minutes. So give me that flexibility. And mm-hmm. then I we, we tag all those questions throughout our system. And then I could say, you know, give me questions out of these various question pools. Mm-hmm. And it randomizes those. It can randomize the question stems as well as the distractors and then feed me those questions. Next time around, it might look a little bit different. But what it allows me to do is you know, get fed these questions, test my knowledge. And then we also have comp, uh, confidence levels. So we can say, all right, I answer this question, but if it's multiple choice, did I just guess? Or I kind of guess that it's, you know, they always say answer C and you may be able to pass, but uh, you know, what is my confidence in, and do I know it? Do I think I know it or I know I don't know it. So then you can, judge your confidence levels as well. So this is all in like an exam study mode where you could set these settings, you get immediate reasoning of why this is correct or incorrect. You can have various tabs along that also give, you know, where we pulled this question from, what is the reference of this question, as well as additional learning activities. So we have some folks that do, uh, one calls it a pearl, so it's a little pearl of knowledge expanding on that question and then again you rank yourself in your in your confidence so really good use cases we have a nursing association that and this made me actually feel great this is a aorn which is the perioperative registered nurses so these are the nurses in the emergency or the in, in the operating rooms um, and they the way they do it is they want a hundred percent correct with 100% confidence. And then wow. that's where they can earn their credits. Uh, so again, you have to get 100% correct with 100% confidence. 
which again, that's what you want, right? Like you want to have a nurse. I like my nurses at 70%. I like to roll. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Very confident, but then, you know, they know, they know their stuff. So, uh, so being able to do that and then say, okay, now I think I'm ready. Let's do a, an, a, a, a mock exam. And then you can do a mock exam based on those rules. Some of these groups, it's a four hour exam follows the rules of the intermissions that you can take. And then there's could be soft timers too. So I go through it and I'm supposed to be able to finish this in 90 minutes. But we have a timer that's timing you. But then you can continue and it'll turn red. It'll be a soft timer that says, okay, it took me, you know, 120 minutes to get this completed. I need to speed it up and really get uh, this under 90 minutes. But it just doesn't cut you off. It actually will continue. So then you get better Mm -hmm. that way as well. Wow, cool. And what type of, why would you want this sophistication? What are you, is this to like pass like, like an LSAT test or something like that? Is is that 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 type of? Oh yeah. Yeah, this could be, you know, board exams uh, for surgical groups that need to pass boards. so they can earn not only credits, but then they, you know, get some ready for those, those type of board exams. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, One thing you did mention if, 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 uh, is around, you know, being able to distribute that as well. So we do have a new, it's content syndication. This is a perfect thing that folks want to syndicate, meaning they want to be able to distribute a content like this but not have like the assessment people, engine, you mean? the assessment engine. Yeah. Right. And certainly around like exam prep. So if maybe their corporate LMS does not have a strong testing engine and they want to offer a course and like a nursing association being able to offer this course, but you know, in some of these hospital systems, like they're not very high tech and they have a lot of balls uh, in the air. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, they they really lock down browser and what what people can search. So, getting outside their uh, their infrastructure is is sometimes tough. But what it allows you to do is through you know AICC or being able to make that uh, shareable content, being able to allow them to play it within their their corporate LMS, uh, and then still be able to track back and get the data. Uh, is a big trend we're seeing now. So it's really a concept of wrapping. So you can wrap this content, allow these groups to either take it as a a SCORM course, like a SCORM package or Mm -hmm. an AICC link, put it in another LMS and then be able to track that that back. It, It expands their reach even more to be able to offer content that they still have control over, right? If you gave a scoring package and just like, you know, turn it off at a certain time, you actually have control over how that content is uh, being distributed. Wow, cool. And while we're on content, uh, yeah. uh, what about content uh, authoring? Like what are, what's the, the trends of, of what content looks, you mentioned a little bit about, uh, you know, micro learning uh, previously, but in general, the, the types you mentioned, AICC, it's uh, still in use, I guess. Uh, but what, what, what's content look like in, in professional organizations? Is it live? Is it hybrid? What's, what's the trends? Yeah, so there's certainly a trend uh, for, for hybrid or blended type learning where there's some aspect of a live event. And, you know, so we do have integrations with the various, you know, popular webinar 
platforms out there as well but they're so they're utilizing is a kind of that blended where there's some pre-work that they want you to do maybe a pre-assessment watch these videos you know uh, download all the handouts but be ready for the live portion of it so a lot of cohort learning going on out there where it mm -hmm. might be like a five-day event where every day at 12 o'clock it's the live event you're getting on a webinar you're you're learning various topics and then there's post work and then these folks are giving homework as well so that instructor role is is uh, is another area that we've been really expanding um, and I mentioned one of them was being able to provide assignments but the mm. other one is review so mm. some of these organizations they have experts in the area that they actually pay to review people's assignments so we're creating a new reviewer role uh, that's being piloted where it's this learner finishes an assignment and then there's someone in the field that they want to review so you can assign that reviewer to that assignment and then auto notifications alerting hey you know the people that you're assigned to finish their assignment they go through they can grade it they can make comments they can send it back to the learner to, to you know try again so there's that type of functionality that we're seeing but but yeah I mean I think what you're seeing from a video standpoint is people are looking for segments now it's almost that you know chapter based or uh, you know be able to break up into smaller bite-sized pieces from a video so mm -hmm. like a playlist to you know to be able to deliver yeah. as a playlist and then other features around that like you know do you need assessment questions to be popping up during that video and you want to check their knowledge or at least keep them engaged when they're watching videos um, mm -hmm. that is uh, definitely a trend people just kind of maximizing their what they have right so if they're recording sessions at annual conferences or different conferences they're offering now bringing it back and offering it as an on-demand mm -hmm. and then offering social features around there so you know there if it was live there might have been some discussions happening and in, in the the uh, instructor or the facilitator offering questions and me on demand, I don't want to necessarily miss that part of it. So allowing for the discussion threads within that course to pick up on those questions and then everyone that's doing it on demand being able to see, uh, you know, how people are replying to those questions as well. So, wow, cool, cool. And what about, uh, uh, what about from an authoring standpoint itself? Is the do you see the trend of people still using third-party authoring tools, or is you know intra-LMS authoring you know the, uh, the the table stakes standard now? What what's your view on that? Uh, we con we consistently are getting more and more uh, requests for what authoring tools and are available within the LMS, mm -hmm. um, or how can I take various pieces of content or learning activities and assemble them in a different way, you know, some more like assembly tools within the LMS as well. So, you know, CrowdWisdom certainly offers uh, the assessment engine authoring to author exams and quizzes and knowledge checks and then survey engines and polls, but then be able to assemble a full certificate program 
with rules too, right? So what are the rules for earning this certificate uh, mm -hmm. or even certification uh, and then be able to distribute that in a way that is more of a learning path, right? Send them down a path that's very trackable. Those are the type of products we're seeing these uh, our customers wanting to offer because again, they become kind of top sellers. Like I don't wanna only buy one course separately send me down a whole path of multiple mm -hmm. you know content arranged based on competencies where at the end i can either earn like a badge that's shareable on social media or certainly a certificate and if it is a certification like how do i get back re-enrolled and to be able to maintain that certificate mm -hmm. or certification as well um and then offering that is uh is a trend but yeah, more and more, you know, authoring inside the system and, you know, a lot of people uh, certainly want to take advantage of, you know, custom HTML pages and, and as well. So mm -hmm. and, and it, the trend in general uh, is is vertical sc scrolling of content. So uh, moving away from like flip the pages as most yeah. just keep scrolling down and that might be embedded different activities scorm courses even you know even embedded in you know, in that flow uh it's something yeah. i've seen you guys been doing a lot of out in the marketplace yeah certainly mobile right mobile devices uh were obviously trend year over year more people accessing mm -hmm. content through you know smartphones and and ipads and mm -hmm. being able to kind of have that same experience of scrolling instead of click through content um, mm -hmm. is something that you know we embraced uh oh many many wow, years yep. ago actually before like articulate rise you know uh, rise type courses became popular as well but to your point being able to embed maybe a video that's coming from the lms or a survey or reflection type questions uh, mm -hmm. that is more trackable than if it's in a you know a published scorm being able to report back. Sure, sure. Yeah, that's uh, uh, interesting. We have um, uh, just a couple minutes left. Uh, yeah. So I want to have two questions so fast. What is the biggest technical or integration challenge uh, that you'd run into in uh, professional education? What, what do you see people just running into time and time again that you guys get to solve? Uh, you, you hit on one. I mean, we're having more organizations want multiple SSOs and um, how they get into the system. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, without having obviously duplicate uh, records and being able sure. to solve for that. Uh, and these are different technologies, right? It could be, you know, SAML, but it, it could be OpenID from, from, from different groups. Um, mm -hmm. And then one thing that we do solve for is you know, how met, like we have this concept uh, called conditions and that really starts lending itself to that personalization that we talked about where I can write a whole bunch of if then statements mm -hmm. uh, and actually we can write conditions that address uh, some of these if then statements. If you meet these requirements, then show them this content. And some of the challenges is like to really make that impactful is you need more attributes into your system, right? So one of the challenges is not to have this huge heavy payload in the SSO when it comes over. So we have another call that we can make. It's kind of like an attribute grabber. As long as there's an endpoint 
that you might have a system of record that have a lot of attributes about this individual, their language preferences, their geography, their role, you, you name it. It's your, you know, whatever attributes are important to you. Mm -hmm. We can go and grab those and pull those in. And then with this conditions feature, write those if then statements. If they're this role, then, it, you know, show them this content. And this even gets to, we, we've had a few companies that or even looking at crowd wisdom that we do that extended enterprise, but then they want to start offering it to their own staff. Mm. So with this, they are starting to offer some of their own compliance courses within crowd wisdom for their staff as well. So, wow. you know, addressing those challenges to really make it personalized within crowd wisdom uh, from an integration standpoint is uh, all right. Well, we're definitively out of time. So last question, sure. uh, what's your, <laughs> what's your, uh, what's your best advice? We always end up uh, with the here on, on the podcast. What's your best advice for organizations uh, in professional education, looking to prepare for the future? What, what, what should you be doing now so that you're prepared for a couple of years from now? What would you say? Yeah. I mean, in professional education, I, I always equate it to like a, like a, like a movie, right? So you don't want to necessarily care too much about the production value. It's the story. It's the content. So content is always still king. Mm. So I would prepare and it, it's, it always leads to that conversation about breadth or depth of your content, right? So I would, most of the time where we see success is a organization is known for a very specific uh, content. Like they're known in their industry for providing this content. So really ad adopting that as your, your, um, your key content and making that the absolute best that you can uh, and then start expanding from there, right? Like land people who know you for this content and then start expanding into other areas and offering other content for that same audience. So my advice would really be, you know, Think of content first and how you need to you know, develop that content for that audience and then start looking at the, the technology to deliver that to the to the audience that you need. All right. Sage advice. Phil Vervate, VP of uh, LMS Sales Enablement, Crowd Wisdom, part of Community Brands. Thanks for joining me here today. Just a great, interesting yeah. conversation. As we mentioned, we we walk in the same circles all the time. So yeah. uh, it's it's fun to on camera or off uh, talk shop with you uh, like we do all the time, uh, including today. So I learned a lot. Audience, I'm sure you learned a lot about what's going on in the high-end professional education. And uh, we hope to see you on the, the next one. And you can find more of our independent content at TownsendLearning.com. Everybody, have a great day. Thank you.